Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five miles today. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed to do? Walk, walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. (laughs) Wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got your car keys here, and it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach, why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well now, I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. Yukon John Nord, his partner Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, Yukon, you made quick work at a big spike. Hey, listen up! My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon, we got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood, and Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plugs, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here, and you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. And a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back.
Hey, welcome to another episode of WrestleCast Radio. I don't know if I'm off mute, but if I am, it is the one, the only, the Mike Awesome of the of the duo, uh, Alex Mello here. Uh, I believe Ryan is having some technical difficulties as uh, the reaction to the new 24-7 uh, championship uh, belt that was uh, released on Raw. Of course, a lot of rumors heading in before Monday night. Uh, Mick Foley presenting that. Um, unfortunately, Ryan, no, I can't hear you. Um, man, you're totally pulling an Alex tonight. I'm definitely be talking about that, uh, especially because now WrestleCast Radio's WWE battle has finally ended um, as we uh, tuned in to uh, Money in the Bank and Monday Night Raw. We definitely have some uh, food for thought on both events here, um, as well as uh, All Elite Wrestling um, we talked about over on Sunday's uh, afternoon show, uh, which you can find. Uh, on all podcasting sites, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, uh, and of course, uh, what's the big one? Spotify there. Countless others. Just search Strong Style Media or WrestleCast Radio. Um, but also uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. Um, but, you know, we're, we're talking about the uh, situation with podcasting. Um, a.k.a. Neville from his time uh, here stateside. Um, current Dragon Gate champion taking on, of course, Hangman Adam Page. A match we were entirely excited to watch um, since it, uh, they kind of announced it or teased it over at the All Elite Wrestling uh, kind of uh, bash at the uh, poolside when they kind of announced the big big news uh, a couple of months ago. Um so we'll, uh, the AEW released it on their YouTube page, which, of course, you can subscribe. Um, good match. You know, again, we'll, we'll kind of break it down a little later on. Um, you know, of course, a lot of stuff, you know, hitting the interwebs, uh, depending on what you want to believe. But uh, what's really nice is uh, we got a match. Hello? And, you know, hey, there he is. And there he went. Um, <laughs> um, drinking also, by the way. Ryan, are you there? Anyways, drinking uh, one of the uh, – a drink, by the way, that, that I found out like five years ago right before I moved to uh, Poe Duncan, USA here on the outskirts of the Minnesota-South Dakota border. Um uh, bang, which DP, hopefully you got some uh, incentive uh, within that. Uh, but a hell of an energy drink. You know, it's great. Uh, and kind of your body and a brain fuel here. But uh, anyways, uh, so we'll talk about uh, the All Elite Wrestling match. Their first match, even though, I, I, you know, they weren't All Elite at All In. But, uh, I mean, let's be real. That was definitely the showcase on uh, how we will uh, get to Double or Nothing, which is this Saturday, um, depending on time, or uh, I'm hoping we're going to knock out another show, especially with the uh, New Japan Best of Super Juniors Cup, uh, you know, kind of uh, coming back here. Uh, We'll we'll get a little Double or Nothing preview, which uh, I believe I will be in studio with Ryan uh, in Civilization USA. 
Um, but again, first and foremost, our sabbatical on World Wrestling Entertainment, um, again, was lifted uh, with the Money in the Bank. One of my favorite events of the year. Ryan, just go back to your laptop, sir. Um, but uh, I would say so many great moments. And, and the best thing, too, is or the, the irony of it all. Um, you know, of course, Chris Jericho kind of being the, uh, the the gentleman who created the event back uh, since its inception at WrestleMania 21. Um, you know, as uh, I believe I saw a tweet uh, uh, last week saying, does Jericho get, you know, any incentive or, or uh, you know, coin every year the Money in the Bank uh, uh, pay-per-view event comes up? Uh, Definitely, again, having some some great matches over the years, some fantastic cash-ins, uh, some not-so-great cash-ins. Uh, but I was there. Uh, Money in the Bank, I believe it was 2011. Man, I am old Hello? now. But uh, that was definitely at the Allstate Arena here. Uh, not here, but in Chicago, Illinois, where I was there in person to see me? CM Punk a take on John Cena in one of the greatest events of all time. Yes, Ryan. Are you on the laptop, sir? Yes, I am. <laughs> you can hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, good. So we're Jeez, just kind of talking about the sabbatical finally being lifted over uh, with with Money in the Bank this past Sunday. Boy, oh boy, I tell you what, the uh, apparently the WWE doesn't want us talking about this because the, the amount of poop I had to go through to get this working. Good Lord Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yes, Money in the Bank um, had had some highs, some real good highs. Really? I, was I thought there were, I, I'll tell you this here. With the, I mean, before we break everything down here, um, thank you, Alex, for holding the fork down when uh, my computer was being this or blog talk was being that. Um <laughs> Yeah, because I, I did the dial tone, and then I just couldn't hear anything, so I went and watched a YouTube video. YouTube played just fine, and then I pulled up Audacity. Audacity played just fine. So I'm like, I don't know, for what reason, Blog Talk was like, ah, you think you're tight because you fixed your computer. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I If that main event would have not had the finish it had, which we'll talk about. Ooh, I, I was on the verge of five stars. Really? On the main I, event? I thought the main event was on, like, I thought Miyahara finally was going to get some competition up top. I was, I have not been a fan of a ladder match like that in ages. Because mm. they're all the same, but these guys went out there and did some shit that I have never seen. I mean, Finn Balor was 15 feet in the air bouncing off of a ladder. <laughs> yeah, mean, he uh, he was definitely the Bailey of the men's money in the bank, unfortunately not with the same results. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was a little, you know, like I, we were talking about, I, I kind of stopped because, you know, we started Game of Thrones here a little later, so I stopped before the men's ma- uh, money in the bank. And then, of course, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to check out the Game of Thrones reactions. They can't be bad, right? Um, but then I saw something, you know, a, a tweet or a Facebook post or something. Um, and I was just, you know, it said Brock Lesnar wins, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, what? 
Like, no, that, that can't be real. And so I like, I fast forward through the men's, you know, I see a spot here, a spot there. And lo and behold, uh, I see the surprise and out of context, I was a little livid. Yes. But watching the match last night, I said, Oh, I love it. Um, Love, love meaning I can tolerate it and I get why they did it. It's, I'll tell you this, and that's exactly what I texted you, I think, was if they do what I think they're going to do, because the minute they took out Sami Zayn, and I I immediately said, well, this guy's not fighting Cormier anymore. Oh, they did it so they can get for us. So I was already conditioned. And then, I, yeah, so I already knew what was going to happen. I just was trying to be as vague as possible in case you hadn't watched it. Um, Yes, yes. And um, in my head, I'm going... But this time now, if he's not on TV, you're not having to fake all these cash-ins and have a guy carry this goofy briefcase. Now it's, you never know when, when you hear that music, he suddenly could be coming to cash in the briefcase. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the surprise aspect that that will deliver. Um, do I want to see it again? No, but from a business standpoint, you got a billion dollars on the line here. If if they want Brock because they used to do UFC and they're going to have mm-hmm. Daniel Cormier, but they're trying to get Cormier to come do commentary. I mean, you, oh, you, there you go. You know, you can do something <laughs> there. So you could set up WrestleMania next year instead of a UFC <laughs> octagon where you have it tens, maybe five times the amount of people that'll be in Vegas to see that fight. I mean, yeah, that's perfect. And Cormier, you know, doesn't have unless Lesnar, you know shoots on him, uh, you know, he, he won't get as hurt as it would be in the octagon there. Um, yeah, I mean, the, Ricochet, I mean, and Balor definitely were the guys who uh, who, who definitely were getting the spots oh. done to them. Ali also. That's for sure. Good God. Yes, yes. But, but this was a showcase for Ali. That's why I oh, said... It's great. That's why I said what I loved about it, watching Lesnar come out in context, was Ali, you know, they were put, you know, putting, you know, you thought they were going to, or they were passing the torch to him this night. It's like, all right, he's going to win the briefcase. This is going to build and catapult him. You know, we'll get him and Kofi down the line. You know, there's so much story behind there, especially with the WrestleMania, you know, kind of uh, build up there, which, you know, allegedly was supposed to be Ali instead of Kofi before he got injured there. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Um, you know, even knowing the results, um, again, perfect because you have so much story kind of down the line with those guys. You have your perfect David V. Goliath, you know, kind of storyline, whether it's for the briefcase or not, which let's be real, it's probably not since Jetta's a few weeks away. Um, but no, Ali, I thought he was the consummate professional. Um, un- unfortunately, unlike uh, Randy Orton, who, uh, you know, he was just Randy Ortoning, you know, which I guess you can't blame him. He's getting his money, you know, get, but, you know, what I loved about Orton, though, was the beginning where he was slamming or, or giving a back body drop pretty much to like three or four dudes at the beginning of the match on the announcement table. Like that was pretty damn cool. I think he did Ali 
Um, and then uh, he did it to Balor, and then Ricochet, you know, pretty much each got that. So I was like, okay. And then he disappeared for about six minutes. I mean, the latter match was, what, under 20 minutes or so. So, you know, at first, you know, so I get where you're like, because these matches generally go between 25, 35 minutes. So it was a more quick and to the point, and I think you have the talent enough to, you know, get their ish in, a la, you know, Baron Corbin, uh, pretty much. Um, but also, you know, kind of telling that story of who is going to witness. And then, of course, the shocker. It, Not the shock it, master. <laughs> I, and that was the thing, too. Like, Mustafa Ali, uh, uh, Andrade, Cien Almas, Finn Balor. Like, these got Ricochet. They worked. These guys worked so flipping hard. Um, mm-hmm. Even I can't believe what I'm saying. Baron Corbin looked good in this match. He did. Like he did that spot where he caught um, Ricochet on the dive and hit him with the deep six or whatever. Like, that was awesome. Like <laughs> it was. It was everybody played their part and they like this. Oh, it was so good and everything made sense. I just I hate that WWE being WWE. He continuously does things where, oh, I'm about to grab the briefcase and somebody's music <laughs> plays, and I suddenly go, oh no! Unclip it! Unclip it! He easily cut off, and then he could have just put on his uh, his day glow uh, flashing mask on and just go away into the audience. Yeah, and you pull that thing down and you run. That's all you do. Yeah. Jack Swagger could have pulled that down with how long it took him. <laughs> Be fair though, no, Lesnar he had his running boots on. Yeah. So I mean that's he why I'm kinda not mad at guy. this situation. Yeah. He Lesnar at least ran. Cameraman with a ladder. And he apparently the ladder. He, no um, one's in the vicinity except the poor cameraman. And then apparently when he threw the ladder at the end it they didn't show it but it busted Mustafa Ali and oh, busted totally. him open. Um, yeah, I have um where do I have it? Uh I'm trying to blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, uh, well, I don't have it in my notes, but yeah, I have it where uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh yeah, oof, Ali got murdered by that letter. Um, um what do you think of the rumor? I mean, that was kind of hitting the interwebs too that uh WWE only a few people knew about Lesnar coming in. Um, now Ali, you know, is saying, hey, he knew that he was coming in. But, I mean, what do you think of the that possibility where they didn't tell, you know, the other participants that it was a legit shock surprise to kind of pull that off? I, I believe it. If I, I mean, to be fair, they don't need to know what's going to happen. They're not winning and they don't have anything to do with it. Look, you climb when you grab that briefcase, we're sending somebody out that's going to win it. We just haven't figured everything out yet. <laughs> you know, I mean, it Which sounds of, like raw last night. <laughs> I mean, it sounds douchey, but I mean, it's the truth. I mean, I, I don't know. It was, oh, just that it, 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 the match impressed me so much. And then to have that finish was like, damn it. Oh, but man. If, if that means I get to see Lesnar with a boombox every Monday, <laughs> I'm and that's what I, I said, you know, over on Twitter, which you can follow us at WrestleCast underscore SSM uh, for Strong Style Media. Um, you know, at least he's having fun with this. 
Like, you know, he's on top of the ladder after he retrieves the case and says, I'm back, baby. I'm back <laughs> laughing, just saying, you know, I know you guys hate me, that I've hostaged, you know, this universal championship over the last two or three years. And I, you know, and, you know, of course he was supposed to be done, go to the UFC, get his guaranteed money. So he's like, well, I know someone who's going to pay, especially with a little company out of Jacksonville starting up you know, within uh, a couple of months here. So, um, you know, you can't blame him. You know, he gets to go to his farm out in Canada whenever uh, he, he pleases. My only discrepancy with it is if he's going to cash it in just for this super showdown event, I missed the days of where it was prolonged. Now, I get in instances, you know, where, where we've seen it, uh, you know, where it happens that of which we'll discuss here in a second, uh, you know, or even the night after, you know, on Raw and or SmackDown. I don't know if it's ever been done on a SmackDown. I'm sure it has been, but um, I kind of miss where it was prolonged. Do you think just because they're trying to build this super showdown, which I don't know, right? I've seen the promos where it says, you know, it's going to be uh, equal, <laughs> if not better than WrestleMania, yeah. which is their biggest show of the year. And you're just saying, no, Saudi Arabia is way better. Like, it's, doesn't that just kind of put a, a pop in the balloon? It's so bad. Because doesn't, doesn't it say, like, this, this show is going to be as good, if not almost as good yeah. as WrestleMania or something? No, it's just like better. They literally yeah. use the word better. God, they, they, I don't. Howard Finkel must be rolling in his grave. I'm pissed. It was, that was a terrible Howard Finkel. I was thinking. Luke <laughs> I didn't know what it. you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a stroke. Um, I don't, it's, it blows. Did you, did you see any of the, uh, the Twitter stuff with Randy Orton today? No, no, I, I, um, I missed out on the Viper. Ali. Mustafa Ali said, look at the bright side. At Brock Lesnar climbing a ladder is the most wrestling he's done all year. Randy Orton <laughs> said, wow, what a smart ass. Hashtag I approve. Um, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then Randy Orton said, I heard that at mm, gorgeous, which you know who that is, right? Yep, yep. And at perfect 10, which Sean Spears, uh, whatever you want to call him, Ty Dillinger, have a school that practices in the art of professional wrestling. Is this hashtag fake news or what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and um, uh, Sean Spears or Ty Dillinger says hashtag Truski. We shall teach the art of grapple. Hashtag Viper Nose. Flatback training at gmail.com. Randy Orton said flatback training at gmail.com. I need to learn how to kill myself in a ladder match. Apparently, I'm not good at it. Hashtag Randy, Randy two bumps. Two bumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe they're planting the seeds for uh, when his contract is up next year to head to Jacksonville. Yeah, no Who shit. knows? Since Sean Spears is a, uh, a newly signed wrestler for All Elite Wrestling. Randy Orton me is wrong. like Joel Embiid on Twitter. He is hilarious. <laughs> He's the perfect Twitter troll for his own company. Oh, I love it. It's just funny. That's that's a dude who just doesn't care. And it's, oh, the it's, John Cena one. Did you see that from earlier no. this month, where John Cena, you know, posts one of his quotes? I'm assuming it was towards Nikki Bella when they were feuding earlier in the month. He, Cena writes, "Beware those who think you owe them happiness at the expense of your own well-being." 
Then Orton replies, Aw, shit. Did some marks hit you up for autographs at the airport again? Hashtag probably not. Hashtag charters only. And then a laugh cry emoji. I love it. I love the whatever. I don't give a crap. Right? He's getting his eight million a year, so I mean, you can't you can't blame him. Oh, it made me laugh so hard. When will him and Lesnar wrestle? Like, isn't that like? To me, it's a dream match because I don't know if they touched since they, OVW. They but already damn, wrestled. wouldn't that be? Huh? They wrestled at like SummerSlam like three years ago. Two years ago. No. Yeah, remember he split his head open with that shoot forearm? Oh, well, I'm talking like a legit match, like 25-minute oh. match, not not never. when Lesnar was squashing everybody. <laughs> yeah, I will say never because Lesnar doesn't do that anymore. He did it against Styles and Brian. That's Brian. true. I wonder how long those matches were. That's a really good point. Let me use the Wikipedia. I think we figured the last one – with Daniel Bryan was close to 20 and the styles one was like 15 or 16 minutes. And yeah, then Balor was about that, that time. Cause I thought the styles one was really short and I remember I was wrong. Yeah. Um, Lesnar, Daniel Bryan was 1850. Yep. And uh, let's see, it's 2017. Uh, this one was the styles. Lesnar was 1525. Yeah. So they were, I, I just remember, I think it's because once again, like I had always said, I loved those. I loved these Lesnar matches. They're always good, and yeah. it sucks you in. Like, never in a million years would I have ever thought Lesnar versus Goldberg would have been as freaking awesome as it was. That match yeah. was like five Under minutes. Five. It, was a, it was a car crash. It was awesome. You know what? Also, <laughs> uh, another uh, quick thing about Orton. What one thing I love about his Twitter on the uh, description it says "devoted husband." So. Ah. Uh, uh. Orton the house. Hashtag 18. Um, but anywho, <laughs> flatbacktraining at gmail.com. Oh, that is brilliant. No, but I mean, you know, like like you said, it was, again, a spot fest. They all got, you know, their stuff in, you know, within that time frame. Of course, I think there was probably a little, probably about 20 minutes left technically in that four-hour slot. Um you know, but I think the pay-per-view ended like at three hours and 40 minutes. So, you know, hey, I don't know if Finn Balor could have taken another, you know, choke slam on the uh, side of the ladder or uh, that, that crazy sunset flip power bomb you mentioned by Andrade, which I would say might be the spot of the night, even though there was one in the women's match um, and a counter during a championship match that, you know, might beg to differ. But uh, that damn... Uh, that Spanish fly off the ladder that uh, oh. Mustafa Ali gave to Andrade. Uh, wow. Man, it was like it was it was tight, man. I I thought it was really good. Um, speaking of those two, I when I was eating before we got out, I watched like the beginning of SmackDown. Did you have you looked at SmackDown at all tonight? I have not, no. Uh, opening match, they do a promo at the beginning with Zayn and Owens and the New Day or whatever. But um the the Wild opening card. match is uh, Mustafa Ali and Andrade Cien Almas, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and that was the thing. Like when I when I was watching this this main event, the, the Money in the Bank match, Mustafa Ali just he stood out as somebody that's really good. And now I like 
I, I knew he could work and whatnot, but mm-hmm. the bumps and the story and the selling and the, his offense oh. and just the way he was putting Excuse things me. together, it almost mm-hmm. felt like he went in there and was calling some of the show on that. Like, I know these matches are just a glorified put-together spot fest because you almost have to. You can't – I don't know how much you can call on the fly in a match like this. But, you know, I, I understand why <laughs> Randy Orton and Daniel Funny Bryan bring that up. are like – yeah, this guy needs to be on the roster. We all want to wrestle him. Like, I get that yeah. now. Like, he he just totally stood out for me just tenfold. I, I thought he was tremendous. Also, like you said, uh, you know, to call that match on the fly. I have a question. As we talked about on uh, episode 124 from this past Sunday, uh, the Dragon Gate main event from Dead or Alive. Oh, what God. do you call any of that Bonds Steel Cage Survival 5-way match? Like, how do you, like, you, you're a wrestler, you, you're a ring general, it's safe to say. How the hell do you get all that, that nonsense and craziness in order as well as they did? If there's one thing I'll say about Dragon Gate is they are the greatest wrestling company when it comes to matches that are like six guys or five guys. Like, I just, the match that got Ring of Honor like super on the map, even bigger than normal. And almost started this WrestleMania weekend with all these wrestling companies was mm-hmm. the dragon gate six way or six man tag. They, it was like a special invitation thing. And it was, it was like Shima, Doi, Yoshino, Genki, Horiguchi, Susumu Yokosuka. And I think, uh, real Saido. Uh, I think that was who the other guy was, but like, like or Dragon Kid, it was Dragon Kid I was in there too. Um, so it's it a combination of six of those guys. Anyway, regardless. Okay. Like people like at the end of it who had never seen that were like, "What the hell did we just watch? That was the greatest <laughs> match I've ever seen in my entire life." And like, I mean, we saw that you know Dragon Gate with the way that they worked the three way with Quackenbush and and BB Hulk and uh, on that show and Tazawa and then the the great multi mans they did like they perfect the art of making these work. And I think, I think a lot of these guys are just that good in that company and people just don't, don't watch it enough, even though they should. I think they, they were just kind of going, Hey, um, here's, here's the main things we need to hit. Go up there and attack guys when the units happen. And then they just plan, they plan those spots for each of the units to do. And then I think a lot of the stuff in the ring was just on the fly. I really do. Because yeah, I respect on all, all of them. Like, even outside, I mean, obviously they can, you know, uh, you know, compensate with each other, you know, around the cage there. Like, who's going to be like, hey, let's get the uh, the boxing gloves on the daily stream? You know, crazy <laughs> stuff. And, and KZ with the bazooka. That yeah. was hilarious. Dude hit a bazooka and knocked a guy off a... Oh man, but it's it's just Asian Enzo, man. And I mean, hell, we could even we can even transition. This is a perfect way to start the pay per view on here, man. Um, oh yeah. I mean, obviously Usos. we have this. Yeah, we, Usos, David <laughs> Bryan. It was, it, was, it was what it was. I was confused that I was like, oh, the Usos are the new SmackDown Tag Champions. And then and then you realize they were on Raw. And it was not for the titles. Like when they came out on Raw the next day, I was like. Hey, why don't they have the they they won the titles I thought no. last night? So I was initially confused, and that just 
that to be fair was me being confused because I didn't really pay attention to the pre-show because I was once again day three of my computer. And uh, <laughs> you know, I also, to be fair though, this wild card rule makes no sense whatsoever. Hell, Vince even botched it in his explanation, and he said <laughs> only three guys per show. But yet there's four or five guys coming on per show. But we'll get into that after money in the bank there. But um, <laughs> Which I still don't know what it is. I got to watch like a YouTube video of the promo. What do you did. think of the uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan tag teaming up here? I think it's like, I know some people are probably thinking, well, Daniel Bryan, man, why would they do this? If he, if he did get hurt after Mania, there's nothing wrong with putting him in a tag team and preserving it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I think it's elevating another title. To mm-hmm. be, and it's good for Rowan. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. So I was, I was fine with it, and you know, would you prefer Rowan or Luke Harper though? Oh, uh, Luke Harper, all day, every day. No, <laughs> no, no offense uh, against uh, Minnesota's own Thor, but uh, yes, uh, uh, one Harper, please. Um, <laughs> but then going over, uh, men, women's money in the bank. This was awesome too. Mm-hmm. They had done oh, yeah. stuff. Uh, I mean, this was. I mean, they've had what? Uh, I think three now. Um, or no, there's, they've done four. Because Carmella won two of them. Charlotte won one, I think. And Bliss won one. Was that how it was? Or am I overthinking it? Uh, yeah, because Carmella won. Technically, there was two of them. Mm-hmm. Did well, Charlotte yeah. win one? Uh, that's a good question, but I will look that up while you were talking. Uh, a pretty damn good women's uh, money in the bank here. Yeah, everybody did something, uh, fun little spot with Naomi when she was doing the splits underneath the ladders. Yeah. Once again, it was stuff I've never seen. I don't care how cornball some of it was. It was the simple fact that it's never been done before in these. And that's what I, that's why I, I was so into these matches. Because it wasn't your typical, just, all right, I'm going to tip this over, and you're going to do this, and then that's going to happen. Because um, we've, we've been there, done that. You know, mm-hmm. there, there weren't too many of those, um, unless Dana Brooke was trying to murder someone, it's, which she murdered the, Bailey when she just pushes that ladder, just hit her right in the side. Like like oh I said, Bailey was the Finn Balor of the <laughs> of the bank, because she took the brunt, uh, the brunt spots pretty much here. Um I thought her uh, hip bone was popping out of her side for a second there. I was like, is that bone? <laughs> Dana Brooke, though, she was working hard. I mm-hmm. I, I about I had a heart attack when she was swinging from the title, and she just like kind of pushed her. I'm like, oh, God, she's going to take a bump because she's been taking these, and she's going to break <laughs> her leg. And I don't know what's going to happen here. And then when she got back on, I was actually – I'm kind of glad they didn't do a bump. <laughs> That's so Yeah. Funny. But um, – Mandy Rose hit the fairy tale ending to Ember Moon on a ladder. That was brutal. Ooh, um, gosh. Ember Moon, that eclipse she hit uh, second off the off the ladder. On the Natalia. second spot of the night, you know, for, oh for the God. running of best spot of the night, as I, uh, I kind of preluded to earlier. Natalia was dead by that point. I was like, oh, she, they just killed Natalia. Um, that's the end of her. Um, but, yeah, it was Dana Brooke good. hanging off the case. Which was, you know, pretty intriguing until Mandy Rose politely hit her down, which again, just unhook it. Pull yeah. a oh, was... two money in the banks and then Alexa Bliss was last year 
and then Bailey this year. So, okay, so, so three so, winners for four matches. And, and like I said, to be fair, as, as weak as it was, I was just glad they didn't try to have Dana Brooke bump while hanging from that. <laughs> I was like, she's just, that'll be the end of her. Um, I thought the um, the Sonya Deville spot was cool because everybody everybody that that I could, that I talked to was like, oh man, I thought she was going to climb the ladder and, and grab the briefcase, or I thought she was going to turn on Mandy Rose finally or whatever. But mm-hmm. she, I love how she picks her up and she's like, oh, you're going to win this, and then <laughs> Bailey was just standing there, and that was just throws her over her shoulders. By the way, like it was this thing. this this pay per view had the most and least Bailey moment. Uh, of her career for both spectrums, I think, because hmm. the, the most Bailey, you dirty rat, baby face thing I, I, I thought was the greatest thing ever was was when she suddenly climbed to the thing and she's just standing there with a stern look on her face at those at them and they panic and she knocks them both off and wins. That that was a great ending to her story arc for me going into this match. I said, awesome, good way to do it. It was a good baby face thing to do um, even though if the intentions were probably to stick it to her friend Sasha Banks and <laughs> and that was probably the whole reason she did what she did later um, but it, I mean it was it was perfect she didn't she didn't do anything underhanded it was nothing dirty they, they were trying to cheat and she stopped them from cheating and won and I thought that was a perfect way for her to win uh, great match just great match Yes, very good match. Uh, everyone, you know, played their part really well. Shout out to Nikki Cross, uh, you know, being her her crazy, um, crazy self. Uh, but but it works. I, I you know, she was a replacement for Alexa Bliss, who um, uh, rumors of having a concussion like uh, symptom that kind of knocked her out. No pun intended. Out of this match, which could you know pretty could be pretty scary. I mean, you know, as I said a few days ago when I read that. Um, you know, kind of, you know, that's what are your, you know, go-to wrestlers. You know, you're a huge Alexa Bliss fan here. Uh, that appears to be the case. And, you know, she has the moment of bliss, you know, every week on a Raw, which has, you know, been a pretty fun segment over the last couple of months. Um, do you think she can kind of assist Nikki, uh, Nikki Bliss, Nikki Cross, uh, you know, kind of, you know, either as a manager, or, you know, just kind of as that, you know, Nikki Cross being that tag along, but, you know, still kind of giving her that rub per se I, by like being I, associated. I really enjoyed the segment with them, the two segments with them on uh, Raw. How mm-hmm. she yelled at her. She's like, but she didn't win. She's like, oh, but I did. <laughs> I, I, I worked hard. She's like, but that's, that's not the And then when, when she sits down as like her, her co-host on the show. <laughs> right and, next to her. And Bliss is like, I, I thought I asked for coffee. And it was like a really awkward segment for a minute, but then I actually kind of laughed because then you see this goofball come running out with two cups of coffee. And Bliss <laughs> just kind of looks and pours them all into one and gives the empty one to Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross just kind of looks in there, just kind of smiles and just keeps holding it. I'm like, that's kind of funny. Is. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, and I thought it was cool with, you know, Becky comes out and Cross gives her the, I'll be your partner. And then they just kind of volunteer Bliss to be the yeah. third partner. And she's like, I'm not going to do anything. And they're like, okay, it's fine. So she just goes and stands out. Just on the sit there and place. be pretty, drinking yeah, coffee. Drinking coffee. It was hilarious. And so I thought they did a good job with that. And 
I was like, this is kind of a weird little odd couple, but I'll take it. So it'll work. And yeah, I mean, Nikki Cross, I've been a fan of since NXT. I mean, watch her and Asuka, you know, kind of, I believe it was a Falls Count Anywhere match from two years ago, maybe three, uh, before Asuka was definitely derailed or kabukied. Um, and where, you know, I thought it was, uh, you know, a great mainstay for Nikki Cross. And then, of course, she was lost in a shuffle. But I mean, when you have depth, in the women's division where they haven't had, you know, for, for many, 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 many years, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of, you know, as Bruce Pritchard says, you, you can't have everyone be champ. You can't have everyone in the spot. You know, you, you have to wait. And I think Nikki Cross, you know, given a year of time can be one of the, one of the best. We know she can work in the ring. She has a great character and, you know, only time will tell. Uh, speaking of time, we saw drama in the Money in the Bank women's match as well. Uh, Carmella kind of shoving Mandy Rose and tell her to uh, pretty much get out of the way, um, you know, and then refs kind of uh, check on her. She goes to the back. She comes back down. Mandy Rose meets her at the entrance and, you know, they, you know, Carmella, you know, pretty much takes her out uh, before she's taken out. Um, and then on Twitter, Mandy Rose is saying, oh, we were robbed, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Carmella responds, robbed or just poorly executed, hashtag karma. And then, oh. of course, Mandy, and then Mandy Rose is like, hey, you know, why don't you dye your hair back to brunette? Uh, you're never going to look like me. And then Carmella responds, trust me, I don't want to look like you, babe. You could never pull off both. Also, go back to NXT and learn how to be safe in the ring before Damn. being deleted. Damn. Thoughts, sir? Damn. She took it too far. They were like, whoops, we got to erase that. That's Where's funny. Corey Graves in in, uh, in all of this, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I, he's, he's probably still doing commentary somewhere because he does everything. What do you the new look by him, by the way? No more, uh, no more punk rock. 1999 black flag look. That's what happens when he dates a Laker girl. (laughs) Just shave it all off, huh? She's probably got him in skinny jeans, too. Oh, man. (laughs) That was, um, when, uh, when, when Bandy Rose came out, Sydney's sitting in my recliner, and he goes, whoa. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's my boy. <laughs> and, then he, and then he was weird, and he's like, Dad. And I was like, what? And he goes, and I was like, yeah, I know it's weird, isn't it? And then he, you know, he kept cast <laughs> after dark. Um, <laughs> but shout out to Bailey. You know, like you said, a winning the briefcase, a really good moment. She gives a shout out to Sasha Banks, um, which, you know, everyone was like, ooh, at least I Wait, she did? Yeah. They did an interview right after um, in the ring, and she's like, hey, you know, Sasha Banks, can't wait, blah, blah, blah. Dang, when she said that, did Vince tip over a table? Probably, uh, unless he didn't hear it, and he was, you know, too busy not watching NXT. So, you know, as we'll get into a little later on. what happened is she got in the back, and Vince Vince is like, you're losing the briefcase tonight. How dare you? And she goes, fine, (laughs) I just all quit too then. He goes, oh, damn it, she's going to quit. Give her the title. Give her the title. And then that's why she ended up coming out later, because Vince panicked. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who wants to quit gets title. <laughs> oh, man. Samoa Joe must be in that doghouse then. <laughs> or Ray was going to quit. 
because he lost the there because he won the title. Oh, His match geez. was super short. Just I don't know why these guys keep. I mean, I'm fine with the feud, but their matches are like eight, 18 seconds. I mean, this one is a little. There's little a lot going on. I mean, yeah. there, there's so many different ways on how this, why this match ended due to Joe being busted open, which I was like, how is he bleeding already? Yeah, it was a cool image, but again, they're very anti, you know, oh, color. You oh, I, yeah. I, I knew it the second he did that seated senton and he slid across his face. I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to be. I had to face. rewind it about seven times because I'm like, where did this happen? Um, also, uh, allegedly, Rey Mysterio uh, having a busted shoulder. Um, you know, allegedly was a reason why the match cut short. But going back to the uh, to the color issue, what's up? My knee, <laughs> my right shoulder, five times. Um, <laughs> he uh, allegedly too. Um, you know, they were saying with the color aspect, you know, that that they had to end the match there so they wouldn't incur any fines or anything like that as well. Even though that's mainly in the south, but I guess Connecticut's the south of the north. Dude, he was—it um, was like a funnel, like a faucet, like that was just coming down the side of his head. It was—it was pretty damn cool. Uh, no payoff to the Dominic thing, of course. Everyone's like, "Oh, Dominic's gonna turn, or he's gonna beat up Dominic," you know, something like that. Didn't even come down. It was just the uh, the pre-match uh, pep talk, where again Dominic towers over his father, um, <laughs> and I was just like, "Wait, what?" Looking at that picture a little more, I'm like, oh, he kind of looks more like Samoa Joe than than a Rey Mysterio. So uh, it's it's too unfortunate we had Dominic on a pole uh, or uh, yeah, on a pole match over 15 years ago because they could definitely do the Samoa Joe "I am your father" type of storyline uh, since they were both in the Cali area, you know, uh, whenever he was born. But um, yeah, I was kind of bummed about uh, that finish, not just due to the, uh, the short length, Ryan, but the horrific ref count uh, because Samoa Joe's shoulder wasn't even down. So again, that sparked a lot of these conspiracy theories on why it did end. So is Samoa Joe going to start wearing a shirt that says, I'm your Tama, since that's <laughs> father and Samoan? <laughs> Whoa, are you Hawaii? <laughs> Maybe, but I use the Google. Up. <laughs> oh, the, the good old Google. Yeah, and then he and then he comes and busts Ray Mysterio's ass. If he had a hurt shoulder, I'm sure it wasn't good after taking two giant uh freaking uh sido suplexes. And I keep trying to move my, my laptop's mouse pad with my mm-hmm. desktop mouse and my mouse is just moving all crazy on the blog talk screen. God <laughs> I got a, so I have three monitors up right now. I have two of them attached so I can move from one to the other. Like I'm a cool, like uh office guy or something. And then I got my MacBook in front Checking of me. Checking your Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, girl, get that uh, mining on. But Samoa Joe did say he's going to beat Dominic's ass as a sin for his father or something. So that was pretty funny. I hope so. I mean, Dominic apparently has been, uh, you know, training with the, you know, with I'm sure his father, um, and a lot of, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio's friends there. Um, you know, Rey Mysterio said before he retires, he would love to have a match with his son. Uh, thanks for spoiler spoilering it, uh, you know, uh, a few do- years down the line there. But, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad 
a, a you know a Joe Dominic a Dominic match, you know, especially to kind of in court. And then if he you know is good, what a better showcase because you know Samoa Joe is going to do any and everything to uh, make sure um, you know that match goes well. Do- Dominic moves so awkward and just is so goofy that I don't know how I could see him in the ring. I feel like, it's, I don't know, it, it just, it'll feel weird. But um, if if Dominic asked Rey Mysterio for one tip um, that will help him in his wrestling career, what do you think it was? Because I have a good idea. Um, no high flying. Ooh. I think Ray, and I'll even try to do it in the Ray voice when he goes, Dad. What's the number one thing I need to learn? Ray said, wear knee pads. A lot of knee pads. <laughs> Especially on your right knee. Oh, man. We needed knee pads for uh, this next match, Yo, which God. was a cage match uh, for a match we didn't need. Uh, the Miz taking on Shane McMahon. You know, The Miz is a baby face due to how tan he is. What, let's see. One, two, three. Um, for the next five matches with one segment. So the next six match and segments truly is the epitome of what WWE is to be. And they didn't let me down here. And what a better way to start off the monstrosity of this middle block than Mm -hmm. Shane McMahon beating the Miz over the top of the cage, (sighs) escaping via his shirt coming off. And I I think that's a great finish. It's a good finish. Well, if, if he was as sweaty as he looked, that shirt had to have came clean. <laughs> I mean, there's nobody with dry skin that's having a shirt slip off that quick. But when you get shaved at man and his chest hair had oil on it from there's so much sweat it looked like. I'm, I'm looking at a picture where they're sitting on top of the cage. Uh, and I, I kid you not, I'm going to send you this picture. Shaved at man. Looks like a freaking the Kool Aid Man. He's so red. Yeah. In this picture. It's purple. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting there right now. He looks more tan in the face because of his sweat. And I, I was like, at some point during the match, when when Shane took took one of those bumps off the off the cage, I was like, he's gonna die in the ring, and we're gonna have to talk about him like we did Silver Cage, because. He is not going to – I don't know how he's still going. Do you see how how terrible he looks in that picture? Oh, man. He's, like, glistening. Why does the Miz look like um, the prototype before he got all <laughs> Yeah, it's like skinny Cena. If John Cena wasn't there. <laughs> so I'm telling you, man, it's the tan. Speaking of, who has a better tan, the Miz or the technical legend? Ooh. When it comes down to ring uh, – when it comes Getting down to my heyday, I get I get some good tanning on. I look good, man. I, I get a little spritz on too, a little water glisten. <laughs> Come on with the pleather jacket. Mm, I look good. <laughs> this, this that picture I you got to do that for Jen more often. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, that <laughs> that picture, <laughs> it looks like the Miz and Shane McMahon are in two different matches with how sweaty and not sweaty they are. <laughs> Like, I, they, you told me that they were wrestling each other. I would laugh and say that. Well, wait, another guy started like an Iron Man match, and the guy just got to the ring, and they just met on top of the cage somehow. Now, oh, this match sucked. We got an AEW chant. We got a CM Punk chant. This match sucked. 
I mean, to be fair, the Miz was trying. I mean, he, he got hellaciously uh, hell bent. He was trying to do a frog splash, and oh, he yeah. landed on his feet before he even hit Shane McMahon. It looked like a kid who was trying to jump off like a chair and do something cool, but they put their feet down because they're scared to land first. Oh, it, was, man. it was it was bad. I I uh, also continue with this match uh, as uh, a skull crushing finale, I believe, was hit on a chair after uh, Shane getting whacked with the chair early on in the match. But Shane puts his foot on the rope, which then the ref stops counting. Uh, you know, even oh Michael Cole God. bless his heart. Uh, you know, screaming, "There's no DQs in a cage match," which. It's technically not what that was. You know, it should be, there's no count stopping, but uh, it was an F up. Um, and, you know, they, they try to relay it with, you know, he's trying to protect his job because there's a McMahon in the ring and that's his boss. No, that's not how it should be. Like, do something a little bit more. Where, Where's the brass knuckles? Like, bring those back at least, Shane. But, um, yeah, the frog splash was okay. You know, again, they tried. You know, the Miz was trying to be a face due to the woo, him doing the uh, figure four leg lock, uh, which, of course, we all know from that that sad first incarnation of Face Miz uh, with the flair, you know, kind of um, endorsement. So, yeah, I didn't need this match. I thought the feud was over after the Mr. Miz meme, but especially with the Miz on Raw and – well, I guess Shane going back and forth now with the wild card. <laughs> what, what about Miz on Raw coming up to him after Shane was talking to Roman Reigns? And yep. he's like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm not done with you. And he's like, oh, I'm done with you. I'm done. <laughs> and he's still there like a geek. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. And then he gets... <laughs> so, um, I, I always... I always love reading WWE results on uh, voice, uh, voice of the wrestling guys, because every 40 writers they have, it's, it's almost like they have to do a short straw draw of who has to review the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Harass, who writes from there. Um, <laughs> it's his, it's his, his thing in giant letters. Ha 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 ha. Shane wins. Listen to this small paragraph. So that means one of two things. Either this feud keeps going or Shane is just the winner. Both options are hilarious. The feud has to go on if we're ever going to get the finish that I know we're all waiting for. They have to write Shane off TV by having Mrs. Dad shoot him, and then the father and son duo bury Shane in the woods. We won't know this for months, though, because it won't air on WWE TV. It'll happen on Miz and Mrs. Trust me, it'll be great. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, another, <laughs> the monitor, by the way, the the one in front looked like the third hour of Raw, which we'll get into <laughs> later on. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, "Shane McMahon, he is so absurd. His matches consist of falling off things, jumping off things, Fox MMA, and throwing the worst looking punches of all time that still somehow bust people open all the time." <laughs> he's the new Super Cena, man. He's he's hilarious. He is the only good meme wrestler. He abuses me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> 
So there was a fight between Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman after the NASCAR All-Star Race Saturday night, and I can confidently say that Bauer or Clint Boyer has much better looking punches than Shane McGann. <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. God. We need the posse back, and that not. Lashley and uh, Drew McIntyre yeah. and Baron Corbin. We need some sort of posse. We need some dad bods back, and uh, I think that's the only way it'll be more believable. Now, um, somebody pointed this out, and I, I will. I, I guess I can't. I can't necessarily agree because I hadn't watched in six weeks. But they they said um, we all give WWE booking a hard time, rightfully so. But I will give them a small nugget of credit. The buildup to this, in some ways actually felt the right way to build up a steel cage match. Shane McMahon has been trying to run away from the Miz, so the Miz challenged Shane to a steel cage match, so he couldn't run away. By WWE standards, that's decent logic, I suppose. So, okay, I'll, I'll take I'll Well take, played. Yeah. Um, but yeah I mean, I'm not going to go back and find that, but well no, I, Look, I, I, I deleted <laughs> all seven Raws that I hadn't watched off my DVR yesterday and I'm going to delete the Smackdowns probably. The only reason I kept the Raws is maybe, you know, if there was something crazy that happened that I wanted to see to laugh at, I might watch, but just uh, make sure to uh, watch Walter and Pete Dunn too tomorrow night on NXT UK. On it. Um, Cruiserweight and before that, watch Walter Jordan Devlin. Cause it was Ooh. rad. Ooh. What, was that the OTT one you watched? No, it was for on NXT TV. And they went oh, probably about 20 shit. minutes, and it was fantastic. Was and then the Ilya Droganov uh, premiered last week as well, which I've yet to watch, but Ooh. cannot wait. Um, Progress 2.0. On the, the next uh, stop on the blundering awfulness that was the middle of this pay-per-view, uh, Tony Neese defeats Ari Davari. Um, <laughs> they, they, they have... Uh, um, this is the first time that there's been a cruiserweight championship match since Survivor Series Ugh. last year, and uh, really wow, wasn't that good. Yeah, um, shout out to Ari. You mean on the main show? Yep, yeah, the main show okay. that hasn't been on. A, I feel bad dogging um, Ari Davari, um, friend of the show, friend of you, which is um, nice. But uh, like. <sighs> I, I like he tried to do the the Cole Cabana's Cubs win submission and he tripped and fell and like the closing was kind of fun like you know leading to the running niece and the 450 and that stuff but the heat Ari Davari worked on Tony Neese was so dull and boring. What he I, did his best Alberto Del Rio uh, impersonation. <laughs> Somebody said I couldn't focus on the match also with Kermit the Frog doing commentary talking about Aiden English. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. It, I mean, it, it was a match, but it did nothing for me. I was it bored. Was a match. <laughs> <laughs> it was long. It was boring. And I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say about it? Or do you want to go to the next debacle? Um, speaking of short and sadly boring, uh, a way to cool off your hottest person or maybe... <laughs> Or maybe was Ryan Wright all along a Becky Two Belts challenging Lacey, or I should say Lacey Evans uh, challenging Becky Two Belts for the WWE Raw Women's Title match? I liked the little package beforehand. I liked how, you know, Lacey Evans traded barbs 
way better than, you know, her previous opponents uh, for Becky Lynch here. And uh, I thought this was actually not a bad match. Yes, there were some uh, mysterious spots or moves or hits or what, what have you. But I thought Lacey Evans looked pretty good. Here, here was my issue with this match is Lacey Evans, she's still green. Like she's real green. And when she worked her offense, because once again, WWE, the only company I've ever seen where the, the good guy gets beat up the whole time uh, to start the match. And then they come back. Like there's never back and forth in any of these matches. And mm-hmm. like, I, I'm with not watching it for so long and then, and going through like, Oh, the amazing back and forth from Yuji Okabayashi and uh, Shuji Shikawa night one. Hell yeah. yeah, that ruled. I'm like, wow, they really have that formula. Good guy comes and does some stuff. Bad guy turns the tide, beats him up for the whole match. Good guy takes the tie back, and then they go to the end. Like it's and so get screwed in the finish because again another ref uh, mess up where so, Becky's shoulders were clearly down. Yeah, she doesn't count. Um, and and this is booking one on one that's just so bad is if if you're trying to push Becky Lynch as you know your star, why did you literally have her get Oscar Emmed? From TLC, or after the whole match, that does nothing for your babyface. But if you're doing that because you don't want Lacey Evans to lose anything, and and you know by losing or whatever, then don't put her in the program with Becky Lynch. The first thing she does, because mm-hmm. this is the epitome of my problem, is they back themselves into a corner with the booking, and then they go, "Crap, what do we do?" And then stuff like that happens, and it just, you know, the ref moment was bad. Lacey Evans. I mean, she, it wasn't, it wasn't like awful what she was doing, but I mean, God, you you could tell she still doesn't know really what's totally going on. She was a little sloppy. And I mean, to be fair, she was in NXT for what? It seemed like maybe for a cup of coffee that Nikki Cross might've given her, but I mean, yeah, all of a sudden she was in, you know, 2K19 and then on the main roster. Yeah, she she did the just the walking. Young, by the way, not wrestling. Yeah. Just walking, and then you know down the ramp, and then back to the back. That made no sense, but you know. And, <laughs> so yeah, it just it was. And I I don't mean you know I. I and maybe they had squash matches with Lacey Evans on Raw. I don't yeah. know because I didn't so, watch. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> um, but like. You know, people probably listening to the show will get mad at me when I say this, but, you know, Becky Lynch isn't the best women's wrestler they have. She's good. No. And, and when she's in there with the right people, she can have a really good match. But sometimes when she's leading a match, she's, she's overly loud when she's calling the spots. And she's very, okay, here comes the next part, and then starts going. And, like, you could see her, like, trying to think and walk her through it rather than just going through it. And I get it. It's fine. You know, you're, it's, it's somebody new and you're trying to help them out, make sure they do it. But you know, if, if, if that was Oscar, she would have been in there going, get up girl, we're going. And she would have been beating the hell out of her. And <laughs> if, if Lacey Evans wasn't keeping up, she would have just did it herself. And Becky Lynch would stop and go, let's go. Come on, get up. All right. Now the trip, I'm going to charge at you now. And it, it, it just looks <laughs> awkward. And, ah, and I'm, I'm watching this going, okay, well, Oh, here comes Charlotte. Take your lap. 
because this was a match that I was just like, oh my gosh, Ryan, I think was right. Um, you know, because then, you know, right after Lacey Evans taps, you know, all of a sudden we have Charlotte come right out. Because my first thought was like, well, she's going to have two matches. She's got to be in the first two matches. So then she's going to have her Charlotte match, which is going to be epic, which unfortunately was far from it. Now, in my booking, well, not that I have booking experience, but what I think would have made sense, if you don't want Lacey Evans to look bad, like you said, where she's green, maybe give her another month to build, and then they have a match at Stomping Ground, because you know it's not going to happen in Jetta or at Evolution, since apparently that's not penciled in, unfortunately. Um, Why not have Charlotte take out Lacey Evans right away? You know, I don't know about a DQ, but just taking her out and then having, you know, Lynch Charlotte part 29 in the last nine months, um, because they literally have touched, I think I've read a report like in the last eight or nine pay-per-views. But I mean, that's kind of what we all wanted. But, you know, again, we get the reverse effect of that scenario where Lacey Evans costs uh, Becky Lynch, uh, the phantom moves included, um, you know, and Charlotte winning the SmackDown. Oh God. She she missed her by like two feet on that kick. And the camera showed that in the worst angle. they Yeah. Um, Garrett Kidney, his, his review says, and this is, this is exactly my sentiment said, much better than my rambling ass would have said. Dumb, 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 dumb. If Becky Lynch accepts the immediate Charlotte match, she absolutely has to win. If she wins, she's a valent champion that overcame the odds. Yes. When she loses, she's an idiot who took on a match she never should have, especially when the finish was a mess once again. Charlotte quite obviously failed to kick out of Becky's small package. Not to mention, Becky then got beat down after the match, too. WWE have done everything in their power to book Becky Lynch into the ground. It's a miracle the audience still supports her, even the level they do. It's been a total mess since the original Ronda Rousey match fell through. Dud is my star rating. Ooh. It's it, it's but it's it's true. Like I, this, I don't I just don't understand how this company doesn't know how to book stars. Like how is and now Charlotte what is a nine time champion? Yeah. She's going to beat her old man uh, with 17, uh, allegedly, uh, probably at this rate by, by 2021. <laughs> and then. Um, also, get oh, well, Nate. And, and, then, uh, and then here's the other thing that got me, too. And then Bailey now comes out, cashes in and defeats Charlotte Flair. Nice. Uh, I liked it. So pretty cool. Um, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> it, it, here, here we go. This, this is this is straight from 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 the same person that I just read the thing of, and all that was set to set up a cash in. Let's take a moment to look at everybody here, and this is this couldn't be said any better. Charlotte Flair is a dope who fought off Money in the Bank briefcase holder Bailey, and then for some reason chose to hang around the ring. <laughs> Becky Lynch is an idiot who accepted an immediate title match. She didn't have to, and then lost. Lacey Evans just lost to Becky and fell right into the role of Charlotte's lackey. And Bailey is the women's champion that lacks credibility because they did absolutely nothing to prepare her for this title win. It's a really nice moment. Bailey is, Bailey is tremendously likable. The audience wants to love her. If WWE actually 
had actually done something meaningful, meaningful with her to prepare for this moment, it would have felt earned. Instead, it's another desperate use of money in the bank to paper over the cracks of WWE's inability to create wrestlers and champions that the audience actually cares for. To make these moments legitimately meaningful, not just shocking events designed to misdirect attention from their inability to create these character-defining wins organically. A character like Bailey winning the title with the money in the bank feels wrong to who she is. There's yeah. only so long you can hide your lack of real substance before those chickens come home to roast. There's only smoke and mirrors. And that was my problem. Is I agree made- with 20% of that statement. I think that's you ludicrous. Were- I think Bailey did it with that money in the bank win. I mean, how, me- uh, how much time have we spent, not only us or fans, like, hey, do something with Bailey, do something with Bailey. They do something pretty big. Yes, I, I don't think after she got her ass kicked, you know, throughout that match, she climbs that ladder really fast, just pushes, you know, Mandy Rose and Sony Deville with her finger. Yeah, she captures the briefcase. Great moment. But no, she she did it to, you know, A, two out of the four horsewomen, you know, so there's a storyline already right there. B, you know, then it gets Charlotte, you know, kind of out of the picture and then promotes, you know, Bailey, who's trying to get out of the other horsewoman shadow of Sasha Banks. And then can, you know, like he said, though, if they do something, then it's all well worth it. But, you know, kind of seeing what Bailey, you know, has been saying and doing, you know, in the last couple of days since Money at the Bank, you know, it it could be a different, you know, demeanor, which hopefully works well in the long run. I I think the reason I agree so much with it is Bailey – her character is the last person that should take a cheap shot on somebody and cash in the briefcase to win. That to me completely demeans everything that Bailey's about. That's why I didn't like that. Yeah, but she hasn't been that Bailey character in quite a long time. Yeah, she Maybe. won the, the tag championships, but she was frustrated. She was looking for a way to get that win, you know, that winning edge back or, or even the crowd you know, uh, you know, love back because again, she's always been perplexed looking and huh, I lost again over the last year. It seemed like on television where, yeah, this is her finally recapturing that Bailey moment that, you know, was huge in NXT and maybe about the first five months that she, you know, appeared on the roster on the main roster where over the last, you know, couple of years that she's been on there has just been, you know, cast aside. And and I, I agree with that. Like, I'm glad they did this. I just, the problem is, how do we know how she was booked the last six weeks? We didn't watch it. For all we know, they, had her, they made her look like an idiot every week, and then they decided, you know what? Let's just have her win to stick it to Sasha Banks. Because I feel they gave her the win, not because they wanted to do something with her, <laughs> because they're petty as shit, and they wanted yeah. to throw it in Sasha Banks' face. And because of that, they had to do it. She tweeted, hey, Bailey is my my hero or idol. So, I mean, you can look at it, you know, however you want, because, hey, when and if she does come back, yep. boom, that's we can finally get our damn Sasha Banks Bailey back. <laughs> finally, three years in the making uh, of will they, won't they? Oh, they're the first women's tag team champions. Uh, and then, you know, that could build something you know, prolonged enough. So that's your SummerSlam match. That's your Survivor Series match, your Rumble and or WrestleMania. And and like I said, I'm, you know, I'm all for it. I just, Bailey to me is John Cena, where John Cena cashed in and said, I am 
using my right next week to cash in and have a fair fight with CM Punk or whoever the champ was. I can't remember who the champion was. But Bailey, to me, I feel should have went in there and Ooh. challenged Charlotte to her face and said, I'm going to prove that I'm better and I can do it. And then you've made it. Yeah, but she up. has done that, and then she loses. So why <laughs> not have her little, quote-unquote, Cena heel turn, even though she's not doing anything bad? Yeah, it's out of character. But if what you've been doing for years hasn't led to anything, you got to switch it up. Yeah, I mean, and it's like I get it. I'm I'm probably going overboard too, and that's fine. I'm You're reading too much of Voices of Wrestling. That's what no, I'm. I, I feel like this. Some of these guys are 100 percent accurate because this company doesn't know how to book things. To anybody who thinks <laughs> that this company knows how to make a star, is clueless. Well, no, I mean, and and that's why they're in the rut that they're in now. I mean, that's why you're having Roman Reigns, even though he was drafted to SmackDown, is showing up on the last three Raws. Why? On a Raw after Money in the Bank, after he has an abysmal whatever that was with Elias, which I think, hey, that could be a pretty good, you know, stretch of story, you know, for a couple of months, which was obviously squashed, uh, you know, in a two-second thing. I mean, when you get a hit with a guitar... I'm like, and you know, you're like, ooh, this is going to be good. Maybe Elias picks up the win to prolong this. And then, no, you totally switch gears and bury Elias yet again. Um, it's, it's just frustrating. And for him to come out on Raw to talk to his SmackDown general manager, BS, whatever that is, Shane McMahon, and call him a spoiled rich kid, the dude's <laughs> damn near 50. Yeah, he's a McMahon. How lame is Roman Reigns? Spoiled rich kid. I'm sorry. God bless him, you know, and his health. But this guy, talk about he needs to do a Bailey. This guy needs to get the hell out. I don't know why they still have, you know, their their uh, wagon hitched to him. This guy is boring. He's mm-hmm. tired. He's lame. And he's coming on a Raw, which he's a SmackDown superstar to call out another SmackDown star. Why couldn't that have waited until Tuesday? Makes no damn sense. Roman Reigns, go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well I mean, he, at least we don't have to see him very long in the, in the next one. Let me ask you one last thing about this women's match, then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. The, I just, I can't get over how much the whole thing made Becky and Charlotte just look bad. I don't know if it made Charlotte look bad, um, because she's taking cruises and, you know, know, (laughs) boat rides with Andrade. Um, If you're the heel, wouldn't you have ran away? Like, why would you have stuck around? She was being, she was doing what she was told. I mean, she she already won a championship. That's my point. That's my point. I mean. She's doing what her told. So that, therefore, in turn, is, is there, they made it, like, you would think, here it's comes Vince Bailey. McMahon. If you're it's Bailey, wouldn't, you would have Charlotte leave. Yeah. But they, instead, they, like, that's my problem, is they just booked them to look so bad. And Becky, I don't know how she, I mean, she came away, <laughs> like, I'm glad they did all that WrestleMania stuff, just to, just to shit it away in a month. <laughs> Ooh. Sasha Banks. Um, <laughs> the, the, now with the Becky Lynch thing, 
Yes, it's gotten a little cartoony. It's not as cool as having a mugshot t-shirt, which I thought was, you know, almost on par with Bloody Face Becky, you know, free <laughs> yeah. uh, Survivor Series last year. Um, but it, it's unfortunately being handled by, I'm assuming, Vince, uh, because it's just they're making her into a wacky, cartoonish, you know, type of character. And it's getting annoyed. And she's being louder than normal. Um, you know, and it's it's just getting annoying. I loved it when Paul Heyman called out Seth Rollins and, and said, oh, I'm sorry, we had to wait seven hours until your girlfriend had the main event. You know, and it's, <laughs> you know, with that out of the bag, you know, it's going to make people, you know, not like her anymore. You know, what, what we did enjoy about her was she was taking on the establishment, you know, and now she's just being, again, a a shadow of, of her former self that made people resonate with that character. Yeah, she's not Becky Two Belts, which, hey, that was a pretty cool moniker, you know, I, if, if I had to say myself. Um, but for her to lose that right away, why? You know, yeah, it's going to be hard for her to balance both championships. Um, but then, in my opinion, just make a unification. She, she's, you know, I I had I had a way, a way I was going to go with this. I was going to say, I, I almost wonder if in the long run they should have just, even though the fans cheered her beating up Charlotte, if they should have just let Becky continue to be a heel and just mm-hmm. let it be organic like they did with people booing Cena and Roman as faces. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. Yeah. People would be cheering her as a heel. I almost wish they would have kept that route with it. But, um, you know, and then I had another point. I completely forgot it because of what you said. It's so perfect. She literally... In, it almost seems like behind the scenes, you know, and, and I'm not saying this is her real life personality, but with them throwing that thing out there, the, the, the Rollins thing, it, it almost feels like Lindsay Lohan um, in, in, in uh, Mean Girls when she suddenly becomes part of the group and trying to date Aaron Samuels and like becoming with all the cool people. You know what I mean? Like she was the yeah. outcast and all of a sudden she's, oh, I'm wearing leather jackets and I'm with the, the hot quarterback and you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's I don't I don't I don't get, I just don't understand how this company. It's like the, uh, uh, making a star is kryptonite. You get close and yeah. it's like, oh God, get it away from me! Like you're, I'm allergic <laughs> to stars. Tell her to learn English. Oh, that was the worst Vince impression ever. Um, my thing is, you know, when all of this, you know, what this makes me, who this makes me miss the most is Paige. Because I think Paige and Becky Lynch, my God, that's money all day long. Paige, I mean, one of the better talkers of this women's revolution, I would say. Um, Damn good moveset as well. I, You know, it's just unfortunate, you know, the circumstance with the uh, kick from Sasha Banks. Uh, But, man, just imagine the money that could be, you know, with with that feud there. Remember... Remember the thing I said about how when Becky's in there with the right person, she can have an amazing match. When she was in there mm-hmm. with Sasha and Charlotte in that first Mania three-way, 32, it, was yeah. it was awesome because Sasha, Sasha's soul, you know, I'm going to do everything humanly possible, even though I can't actually do it, but I'm still going to do it anyway, but it's going to look cool if it's sloppy because I'm watching, you know, because they're seeing me try to kill myself and they, they think it's great. And they appreciate it. And Charlotte, as much as we may get sick of it, she's she's great when she has the right moments. So mm-hmm. I think somebody like Paige would have got a lot out of Becky Lynch. 
Like, I love that oh, God, idea yeah. that you had. Like, she, she would have been the opposite of, all right, Lacey, get up. Here comes the, here comes the line. <laughs> Throw the clothesline. Paige would have been yelling at her and kicking her and getting her pissed off. And it, I mean, it would have been fun. It would have been good. Why don't they have her as a trainer down in Orlando? I don't know. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Maybe it's because, I mean, to be fair, they probably have the best women's trainer they could have with Sarah Del Rey. I mean, well, she, true, true. she's so good. But I, I do think, like, yeah, that would be fun. Now, isn't she managing uh, some tag team? The Kabukis. Kabuki Warriors? Kabuki? I don't Viking, know, I the Kabuki Experience? Is that what it is? That's a thing? Yeah, that's legit. Who's Asuka and uh, Kyrie Sane are now the Kabuki Warriors. That's why my tweets uh, made... That's um, how the Kabuki comes out. Is that a Dusty Rhodes shout-out? Or is that just them <laughs> being racist? Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> Paige said that it was Asuka's idea. Asuka said it was her idea. Um, but no, that, that's why my tweet a few days ago was, our WWE sabbatical is finally over, and what an event to come back. The money in the bank, but the pre-show has me feeling like how AJ Styles looks with this wild card <clears throat> experience. Maybe all these ring <laughs> <clears throat> warriors will bring the E back to watchability. But Game oh, of Thrones man. is priority. Um, <laughs> I, now I know that makes sense why you said that. Because I, I was like, he's wearing gold, black, and white. It's, is he trying to make a play at AEW on here? I, and I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, Alex is too cryptic for me sometimes. And no, oh, I, just, no I just didn't get that's it. That's why I love my tweets. I'm like, I wish people would get them. because That's why I was afraid to tweet for so long. Cause, like, I'm more of like, yeah, that cryptic, like, smartass. Do it. People followed. Shit. Um, but yeah, Asuka explains Kabuki um, as being uh, Sengeko or Ido period eccentric who attracted public attention with their eye-catching clothes, peculiar hairstyle, and weird behavior. Well, I hope I hope they're on SmackDown if I when I get to, to watching SmackDown. I'm, I'm gonna Probably watch <laughs> the women's tag titles. Defending. Oh yeah, because I think there was a women's match that I saw. It was, um, I think it was with Charlotte and Lacey Evans against Bailey and Becky. On SmackDown? Yeah. Lacey Evans is raw. What is the point of the draft? <laughs> and isn't, isn't Becky the raw champion? Oh, my God. You're totally right. This <laughs> company sucks. <laughs> it's not even near Survivor Series. God. Well, all Japan had a great show um, <laughs> last night. I can't, I can't wait to watch that. Ooh, ooh. When, I, when, I, when I pulled up... Um, so look uh, to find these results. The first heading was All Japan Super Series results. So oh shit, I thought it was the twenty fifth. I thought it was the day before All Elite. Mm-hmm. What are you going cage match? I'm just excited. At uh, Sushi Aoki is getting a uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited show. about. Right, I'm I'm looking at I'm going to look at the card right now. But, uh, yeah, as, as I alluded to, uh, Elias, after smashing Roman Reigns, which got a pop from me, uh, with the guitar in the back, somehow Roman Reigns, uh, sans a vest, uh, comes down, spears him, gets the pin. <laughs> yeah. But then we okay. get to the gold, the golden aspects 
of the night. Yeah, here. So now, now to wash the stink off of what we just had, because we're going to talk about something good here. Um, here, here's 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 the card for the show. There's a, there's there's some pretty cool shit on here. Uh, Dan Tamura and uh, Hokuto Omori. So that's like a young boys match. That'll be fun. Uh, there's three straight six mans. It's Junakiyama, Kataro Suzuki, and Osamu Nishimura against Black Vensori, Takeo Mori, and Masanobu Fuchi. So some old Ooh. guys in there, but they're pretty funny. And, and Osamu Nishimura is just this, like, 50-year-old dude who just be stiffing people. He's tight. <laughs> um, and you might, I think you might think Black Mansore is kind of funny. So uh, kudos for that. Two, four. It's only a seven-match card. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's only, mean, like, a three-hour show. It's, like, three hours and, like, five minutes. They did almost 1,600 at Cork, and that's up from what they did wow. uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom weekend. So about 300 more fans for this. That's good. They're they're going right. up. It shows that Carnival works. Um, then we get Jake Lee, Naoya Nomura, and Tajiri taking on Yoshitatsu, Yuma Aoyagi, and Yutaka Yoshi. That could be fun. So what's a Gora uh, TV championship? Six. So is it a six-man TV championship, or am I just uh, not reading this correctly? I don't know. I'm... I'm looking on cage match. I didn't look at actual. Are oh, you I'm on, on the site? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. The Dylan James, Johnny Valletta, Nobe Bryant. Uh, I don't know who that is. Against Evolution members, Hikaru Sato, Suwama, and Yusuke, uh, Yusuke Okada. That'll be That's cool. That's awesome. I love how uh, Suwama in all Japan is just Suwa magic. <laughs> yeah. What is he for? Translate some of these names. are so ridiculous. <laughs> Half my um, notes during the carnival, I would write from there because I didn't want to look up, you know, things on the internet because it was all results. So, you know, kind of after night five, you know, with, you know, because I was like, well, I want to know. I would put on these random names, and then when we would talk about them on the show, like, well, who who is he talking about? I don't see him on my notes. What's going on? Because I have a suwa magic um, on my notes. This is one of the most interesting matches for me because of the people in it. All Asia tag team title match. So this is their um, this is their other tag titles they have. The one the Violent Giants don't have. Um, okay. Uh, Kazumi Kakuda and Ryuichi Kawakami. They're from Big Japan. So essentially, how Strong oh. BJ came and beat Violent Giants. These guys now came in and took a pair of tag titles. Um, oh. They're facing Atsushi Maruyama, who's kind of. He he's a serious, but he, he has a little comedy usually when he's in there with like Junakiyama and stuff. So that'll be kind of interesting. And then Zeus, who yeah. I fucking love, um, selling those neckties. Uh, All Japan Junior Heavyweight Title Match, which we talked about after how good his tournament was. Uh, Koji Iwamoto defending against Atsushi Aoki. That oh. should be awesome. Um, Ka- uh, Kakuda and Kawakami they beat. Uh, Iwamoto and Jake Lee for those All Asia Tag Titles, uh, if uh-huh. I remember right, because Lee and Iwamoto beat—I can't remember who they beat for him before that, but uh, <laughs> so that's how they got those. But Iwamoto, he's been on fire lately, and then oh my God, Kentaro hard defending against Shuji Shikawa. Let's go! Oh <laughs> my gosh! Woo-hoo! Don't you mean Miyahara Kent? <laughs> you dirty Kent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rollins Shout out to Kyle. Sam Adonis Getting a special interview on the uh, All Japan side Which by the yeah. way uh, uh, Pop quiz hot shot Who is the brother of Sam Adonis Oh I don't know It blew my freaking mind Who is it uh, He is a former NXT Tag team champion Okay 
we just mentioned uh, they oh, got a haircut. Yeah. Oh, huh. <clears throat> I wonder if I ever heard that. That blew crazy. my mind. Wow. Huh. I can I can kind of see a little resemblance now that you say it. Mm-hmm. Like now that it I'm looks- thinking about the two, that's cool. Hmm. Good to know. What was that Sam Adonis thing, by the way, last week you had in those notes? Oh, at Warrior Wrestling 5, uh, I think it was Monix or some some opponent. Um, no, it wasn't Monix. But uh, someone, he, like, bashed Adonis with the chair and it wasn't, you know, a safe hit. And then Sam Adonis got perturbed and then repeatedly bashed the opponent. You know, he had to give him his receipt um, <laughs> and then just uh, was very angry afterwards. There's a video of it. Uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. It's a great Mother's Day uh, image. <laughs> Where was that video? Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, this is fantastic. Um, it's it, it was nice to see that when the time is needed, Styles can still go. Like I know, like I've come to the realization that the glory days of AJ are past us, but boy, oh boy, when he, he big matched, he was Suwama on this thing. That's the best way for me to put it is when, when the time was right to have a match, he showed why he is that guy that we all love. Cause this was awesome. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, Seth Rollins isn't uh, doing his best Randy Orton impression. Um, and I thought it was a, uh, Pretty damn cool. Um, really fun match. Uh, again, kind of in the running for a move of the night. Uh, you know, kind of that beautiful counter. I think I've seen in a while. Besides, you know, one of uh, many Randy Orton RKO's out of nowhere at a WrestleMania. Um, but man, uh, the the uh, kind of when he was going for the curb stomp, um, and just he kind of just picks him up. You know, kind of like a power bomb s, but then gets him into the style clash, which my yeah. God, Whew, find that on the internet if you have not seen it. Uh, one part that made me cringe was when Seth Rollins did a buckle bomb to AJ Styles. Hopefully, Steve Borden was not watching. <laughs> this, uh, God, this was good. There was but Rollins. I mean, they they both had their their working boots on, and and we shouldn't have to say that but you know it's it, i thought this was a you know probably in my opinion definitely out of all the matches you know that are non you know ladder ladder based matches was the match of the night i mean yeah. this was just a classic like who's the best of the best yeah the ending was a little annoying you know you get the uh the the wannabe v trigger super i mean the sequence was cool but you know just how it ended you know but we're not used to that. We're used to like 19 falsies before we get a clear finish. So, uh, you know, I, I guess looking back at that way to go, it was awesome. Again, that fire uh, was definitely in Seth Rollins' uh, uh, you know, kind of mind that night, um, just due to the fact that those sui- those uh, multiple suicide dives that he put on Styles, uh, <laughs> you know, making him a little uh, dazed was was pretty damn cool. Plus that inverted uh, kind of superplex, um, and then he oh rolled him right God. into like a modified Falcon arrow bomb was fantastic. I, the more I, I think about I, this match, I mean, like I said, I, I definitely would would say four and a half. 
Um, definitely the best WWE, not counting NXT or NXT UK, but one of the better WWE matches, if not the best of the year. Yeah, she. Uh, it was. It was good, man. It was really good. This was. I think I went like four and a quarter. Like this was a good match. This was. I almost went four and a half. I was getting. I was real close to it. It's. It was. It was on par. Like you said, if you don't count ladder matches, this was on par with with uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi, probably for match of the year. Yeah. Um, for the for this company, this is really good. A couple of hiccups here and there that that were kind of in a couple of lulls, but that's okay. I, I'm getting a four and a quarter with a clean finish. By the way, let's not forget mm-hmm. we actually got a clean finish on a WWE show. Is as rewarding as a five star match to me because. What, you don't, what don't, I don't get though is, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, what I don't get is I don't know if you ever noticed the trend. How you know I probably have bickered on this show, or if we watch WWE pay per view in person, is why does AJ Styles always get the shaft when he was SmackDown champ for you know all of those days? It never seemed like he main evented a pay per view. Hell, going back to TLC, him and da- uh, Brian Danielson went before an intercontinental match that included Rollins and Dean Ambrose, for God's sakes. This didn't even go, this went before Kofi Kingston and, and Kevin Owens. No disrespect to them, but this is AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. This is a quote unquote dream match. Like they said, 13 years in the making right here. But this goes before that. I mean, I'm looking at 2018, and, you know, we, we AJ Styles, you know, he main evented a fast lane, uh, you know, matchup there. But he didn't main event, you know, Elimination Chamber. Obviously, the Rumble was the Rumble there. Uh, WrestleMania Theater 34, he did not main event because that was Lesnar and the Reigns. Because let's not forget, that was him and Shinsuke Nakamura. Who knows? If that was the main event, maybe that would have been a better matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. At the, you know, Backlash, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe main evented. Uh, you know, at Extreme Rules, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship main evented. SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns main evented. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman main evented. Uh, main evented Hell in a Cell. Ronda Rousey, Nikki Bella main evented. Evol- oh, um, you know, but it's just, it's ridiculous. AJ Styles main evented a damn star kid, a glorified house show against Samoa Joe. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I, Why? My. I'm a hundred percent on board with you. My only defense with it being where it was on this show was I was happy for once the WWE championship actually was the last match, essentially. I mean, obviously the ladder was last, but, but styles had that for so long. Exactly. And never, and they, never I mean, they never did it. And maybe is it, is it just is because it the TNA, not, you know, asterisk, yeah, the bullet club asterisk, Added to I was him? just gonna ask you that. I was literally gonna ask you that same Ridiculous. question. Ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know why they don't. It's look, it's they, and that's once again why I'm so happy with this match. Look at how many things we point. We we haven't watched this company in six weeks, and look at how many things we pointed out that have been wrong and done terribly on the first show we watched. Mm-hmm. They actually did something right with the booking in this match. They let him go out there and do what they do, yeah. and you, and you could tell AJ looked re- looked like he gave a damn. Yes. And it showed, and it was great. And it was a clean finish. And, you know, little Code of Honor, Ring of Honor style handshake at the end of it. I thought it was perfect. 
I, I agree with that. Oh, that, that's I love that reference right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I gave a damn about Seth Rollins for the first time in a long time. You yeah. know, yeah, I, I, I mouth burn it down every now and then. But after that, I'm like, oh, it's the same old robotic stuff, whether it's on the ring, in the ring or on the mic. Um, but yeah, this match is definitely delivered. I hope we get more styles, you know, like this. Unfortunately, we won't get another opportunity out of him and Shinsuke with this mode. Uh, but hey, who knows? Maybe. Um, Michael Cole's got to be happy because now he gets to start yelling, it's the Beast Slayer every every time now. <laughs> I bet he's like, oh yeah, another buzzword. I don't get to say it's boss time anymore, but I can say the Beast Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then apparently Lucha House Party was in a six-man tag and they even got a graphic. Um, does anyone know who they were supposed to wrestle? Lars Sullivan? No, he just came out and beat him up. But I, I just, I wonder, I wonder why they didn't announce. I'm still wondering who was waiting in Gorilla to come up for that match. Maybe the Raw Tag Champ. Oh no, because they didn't, weren't even probably on Raw at all the last, you know, couple of weeks leading up to this pay per view. Um, who's the also, oh Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins? That's right. This Lars Sullivan thing beating up Mexicans and you know <laughs> yeah. his Twitter comments and Vince McMahon's ties to the. Uh, the president of the United States is all just too funny yet sad on a how that what the hell they're doing. It's kind of disgusting. It's alarming. He, Lars Sullivan is hurting people not only with his tweets but his in-ring work. I'm sorry, but this is in 1994, 1995. Get the hell out of here. You're not going to be over. I'd rather have Ryback in the ring than this guy. <laughs> That's so crazy to say what you're right. The, the racist forum uh, writer uh, shoot headbutts a, a Mexican guy and splits his own head open. Like, yeah. Does, did you hear that rumor that somebody said that Kalisto was in trouble and and he had. Um, a razor blade in his in his mask, and that's how he got busted open from it. I ho- I hope that's true. Like he did that on purpose, so when he headbutted him, he cut his head open. Good like, for him. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I, a little extreme, but it. Well, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think obviously, we don't, don't want to get see anyone hurt like that. But I mean, but I don't think it's real. But like that's that was I laughed when I was like, wow, somebody yeah. somebody's going with that one. That's funny. The parallels, the irony is is just too rich to not realize, like, come on. And then he beats them up. Like, this should be the part where he's getting his comeuffins. I get it. No, and then he beat um, him up on Raw, too. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but uh, I don't know. When, when, when is he going to win that 24-7 title? Titus O'Neil said he talked to Lars Sullivan about everything because, you know, Titus O'Neil's He's, I mean, he's a good guy for the company. I think that's why he's, that's why he still has a job. Let's be honest with you. You know, if mm-hmm. he wasn't a good ambassador for him, he wouldn't be there. No, um, totally. But he was saying, like, when he talked to Lars Sullivan about everything, and he said Lars Sullivan was 100% empathetic and uh, apologetic, and and he, he he was young and he was stupid. And, I, I mean, I guess the conversation he had with him went extremely well, and he was, said he was humbled and all. So, I mean, I guess if he – if he's changed and he's, you know, he's, no. I don't want to be rehabilitated, but you know, okay. People deserve second chances, but yeah, I agree. But 
He's not young and stupid. It was four or five years ago. I'm sorry, but once you pass the age of 16, you kind of know what common sense is. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I. It's like those kids in Texas for Jersey Day turning into Thug Day. No. You know what exactly what you're doing with your racist antics. Like, it is what it is. It isn't what it is. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm not saying fire the guy again. Second chances, I'm all for. But I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, here's the problem, too. So, so okay, let's see. Um, January 2009, so he was 20 years old oh. when he did this. So it was 10 years ago. So, and he looks like a cornball in this picture. He's got a full head of hair and no beard. <laughs> he looks Beer bongs, bro. Oh, no, it was in July of 2007, so he's 17 years old. So that's young. Like, it's almost the 16 you said, to be fair. But I don't think he's worth a damn and even any good. So I'm like, <laughs> that part of me is like, yeah, at least he was funny. Yeah, now, I mean, at least he punted that was... baby and ripped that door and <laughs> murdered that sandwich. If, would this be funny if they brought up the tweets and Lars Sullivan was like, it wasn't my fault? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm all in. And I think it doesn't help, too, that Kalisto, Lindsay Dorado, and um, who's the who's the other one? Grand, Grand Metallique. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, got aggr- you got aggressive with that one. That was tight. Um, it doesn't help that they are like the. I mean, this is almost as stereotypical as uh, um, the. Tie and tie. The well, that too. Um, Mexicals, where they have oh, like the lawnmower. And lawnmower. <laughs> My good lord, man! This is, they they going out with pinatas. Like, oh. why do we support Vince's racism agenda? By the way, he's horrible against black wrestlers, male or female. He's horrible against Asian wrestlers, male or female. He's horrible against Hispanic wrestlers, male or I don't know if there are any female. Uh, sure, there are, but it's just come on. Why? Why? Ugh. Why do we support this? Well, it confuses me too because. I think you know. I mean, to be fair, in the in the in the one aspect, I feel like Vince McMahon is obsessed with having a Mexican single star. Because like, how many chances did Del Rio get? Like he, oh, I gotta have it for the audience. Yeah, or Mysterio, which yeah. is already getting hurt every time. You know, he gets whatever thrown at Give him. Give up the damn title. We don't have Eddie Guerrero anymore. <laughs> Rey Mysterio will be the next Pedro Morales. Like, <laughs> well, Andrade is our, our only hope, but you know, God, we got to be tranquil with that. Please push him. Like, it's just he, I just, ah, oh, God, he, he, I don't know what he sees in some of these guys. Like, why does he think Lars Sullivan's going to draw him money? Because he's not going to. Nobody well, to be fair, the, the social climate in America, I mean, you would, that guy's definitely going to draw money if they travel, you know, anywhere near the uh, Mason Dixon line. Then push him as a racist. The hell with it. Let's, <laughs> let's go and push the guy then. If you're going to do it, just do it right. 
<laughs> Speaking of doing it right, uh, Kofi Kingston is still champion um, after a match with Kevin Owens, who uh, allegedly during our sabbatical joined the New Day after Big E suffered a injury that required surgery, which apparently is already back. Uh, kudos to him. Also killing it on Twitter uh, during his hiatus. Kevin Owens joining. Um, you know, again, New Day while they were in Canada, um, saw that clip, pretty, pretty fun, um, which we all knew he was going to turn, but unfortunately, uh, it happened a little too early since Daniel Bryan was, uh, was out with a mysterious injury, um, which this would have been the rematch from WrestleMania, um, face Kevin Owens. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I thought I would, I went like three and a quarter. It was, I thought the ending was really good. Um. I thought the beginning was a little slow for some reason. Like I, it, it um and like every time it felt like it was gonna go into the next gear, it kinda cool it it kinda just mellowed. Like it wasn't bad yeah. by any means. Like like I said, I went three and a quarter, it was still good. But then like he takes off his shoes and then gets Launched kicked with a, then he yeah, then he gets kicked trouble in paradise with his socks and he loses. Like he thought the the play was gonna be he took off his shoes. He hits trouble in paradise, but since he's just kicking him with the, you know, he doesn't have the, the boot on, it didn't hurt him. Like he kicks out and they're like, Oh, I wonder if taking the shoe off, like uh, it's corny, but I would have understood why he kicked out. I was like, okay, he's going to kick out of this. And then we're going to start kicking it into high gear. Oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that was cool. And, and I mean, the, the crowd popped when they were supposed to pop, but Hey, Kofi took that stunner fantastically. I mean, that, that was definitely one of my uh, my favorite parts of the match. But, yeah, I mean. It wasn't bad, you know. Like I said, it wasn't bad. Again, with the situation, you know, that, that happened with the with the injuries to the uh, couple of wrestlers here to transition, you know, from that. I, you know, I, I think Owens' face run should have lasted a little bit longer. But when you have Lars Sullivan, you know, kind of old tweets resurfacing. You can't have have him go against a Kofi Kingston. I, I, uh, yeah. So we'll no, it wasn't uh, Kane. Am we'll I right? That's usually your, then. your post mania SmackDown champ, uh, you know, kind of opponent. So, yeah. um, you know, in, in it's, it's sometimes, you know, some guys just don't click a hundred percent where they just are able to have just a good, nice house show style match. And that's fine. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. bored by it, but no, no, I, um, I I will say, watching the lead up to this though, I re- I kind of wish I would have watched the the Kevin Owens stuff with the New Day. It looked kind of cool. Like I, I didn't hate it. Like normally I I would hate that kind of stuff, but I didn't actually mm-hmm. hate it. Well, don't erase I, uh, that one off your DVR. Just watch that one or YouTube. And I, if they would have did the turn like four months later, I thought yeah. the way that the turn happened was so good with Kofi pushing him out of the way. He hits his kick after he saved him when Owens came to save him, and then he hits that super kick out of nowhere. That was brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, cool. Just, hey, just unfortunate circumstances to uh, speed it up. Yeah, so I mean, it is what it is, and they had a, you know they had a match. That was it was fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, speaking of killing the Twitter game with it, did, did I, I don't remember if I posted this in the in our group chat, but. Uh, it, Becky Lynch tweets, Lacey giving Nia a good scrub to promote Money in the Bank. <laughs> scrub in, uh, in Ireland or what I guess is like a, a toilet. She meant like a toilet tree. Nia Jack says, 
bitch, go back to tanking ratings and making your two belts completely irrelevant. While you're at it, have Lacey Evans teach you how to take a proper shower, you moldy cabbage-smelling ginger. Whoa, insensitive much. Talk about insensitive training. Man, I laughed so hard when she called her a dirty cabbage-smelling ginger. And she starts it with bitch. Uh oh. <laughs> that sounds pretty entertaining. Um, and then obviously we we talked about the main event. Uh, so I mean, thank God those guys just I killed themselves out there. It was so good. I just once again I hate that that Ali's like, oh no, it's Brock. <laughs> but it, it was it was fun. It was a good main event. Um. Look, the show was bookended great with two awesome Money in the Bank matches. I just, the middle stuff, Sands, uh, Styles, and Finn Balor, I just, I couldn't get behind. It was what it was. Not mad, but, you know, it's, it's a WWE pay-per-view. Uh, it was a Money in the Bank show that delivered on the fronts that it should be delivering on, which is the two Money in the Bank briefcase matches makes total sense. They gave us a good universal championship match. And we got, you know, we got a nice feel good moment with Bailey winning, albeit not the way I would have liked it to go down <laughs> to be fair. Cause it just, it didn't make sense to me, but Hey, who am I to judge? Um, so was money in the bank. Um, eh, two hours of WWE talk. We, we haven't done it in a while. So, Hey, we knocked it out. Had the fun with it. Um, I'm not sure if Alex is coming back. He got uh, blocked. Oh, he did. See, he got drop kicked like I did too. Damn, Alex got drop kicked to a cell phone. That was crazy. Oh, now <laughs> goes back to my gimmick on here. Yeah, it was really, really weird. Vince, you must have been up uh, not watching NXT and probably, uh, you know, being in the gym. <laughs> oh, Listen those two assholes are talking about us again. I gave them their childhood. <laughs> and like I said, right, you know, my, my, the last thing I said before you left to kind of close it was the show was bookended tremendously with the two ladders, and we had a really fun universal title match. But the other eight matches on the card, I could, you know, I guess Kofi and Owens, I won't say. But I mean, the, the other eight matches, I kind of, give or take, don't really, like, didn't really matter to me yeah. either way, you know. I mean, I love the Money in the Bank concept. Like I said in the beginning of the show when you were uh, getting the uh, technical difficulties underway, um, you know, Jericho, you know, kind of being the man with all of that. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I, I, I usually love this pay-per-view and you know, the ladder matches, title match were great, but everything else in between just these four-hour shows, man, five hours for people, you know, getting there early for the pre-show. Uh, when is enough enough? I mean, three hours, you know, the third hour always drops in ratings, even though now it's going to get more raw, according to uh, to Mick Foley. Um, oh, my God, that promo. Somebody needs to, like, he, somebody should have gave him a hug after that. They set him up to fail. Did you see his look after they booed? Like, the, the fans hijacked <laughs> it like it was the raw after Mania. It, you, Foley, I think, like, not only was he stumbling his words, like he even apologized on Twitter for the for the promo for being so bad at the promo. He's like, yeah. "That was my fault." 
Oh, but, and also the the belt case, you know, was kind of slid off, and you can kind of see part of the belt. This is the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. Someone's like, it's not hideous. It's reminiscent to the old green belt Hogan had. Kiss my ass. No. It looks nothing like that title. So rip it off was, of the progress tag champs. Um, there was a, a Waffle House in Atlanta that says our uh, showed a picture of the title and said um, somebody sold our um, 24-hour or 24-7 open sign. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I liked it better. Why didn't they just make it the hardcore title? Like, get it, it's TVPG. But it's the exact same concept. I mean, it, it's a fun idea for kind of, you know, everyone that's not Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, you know, what have you. Um, but, I mean, it, it, how soon until this gets tiresome? Yeah. A month? Six months? I mean, let's be real. The Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship is a hell of a lot more fun than whatever this 24-7, you know, yeah, nonsense yeah. is. And by the way, how awesome is Robert Roode? Yes, not Bobby anymore. Robert Roode with that mustache. How long have we been missing that? <laughs> and now Chad Gable has short hair. What? I didn't see that. Oof. Oh, I just saw a SmackDown spoiler. That kind of intrigues me. I'll have to watch that. Also, Joey Ryan has won the uh, that Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship a lot, by the way. <laughs> Dick to go. I love Joey Ryan. Um, there was one that I I um I tweet I think I tweeted it where uh, they're in Hollywood and um, Joey Ryan slaps the Vince McMahon star on the Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. and he's like. We got wrestlers here, and a referee shows up and goes, "That's all right. That's over. Ring the bell." He's like, "What?" He's like, "You just tapped out. He's the new Iron Man champion." And he takes the belt from Joey Ryan and he lays it on the Vince McMahon star. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. Um. Also, and the next enter to draw is Casino Battle Royal card is, and it uh, it's a all elite wrestling tweet from um, advertising Sean Spears. Uh, MJF retweeted and said uh, F asterisk CK, but without the asterisk Sean Spears. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, did he he wouldn't also- like me agreeing with him, but I agree. Holy <laughs> What the hell? Wow, Brandy Rhodes has won that championship as well. She did? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, I, I did like uh, our truth too, going, I'm taking the European Championship to SmackDown. I thought that was yeah. I mean, that, that's the cool thing about it, is our truth is going to make it fun. Uh, you know, just keep him having that European Championship. Um, and, you know, as long as they do it via social media, I think that'll be something, you know, that, that'll make it more interesting, you know, with, you know, the last TV time and them trying to save money by dimming the lights during the more raw third hour um, every Monday. I mean, otherwise, what your thoughts on, on raw? I mean, did it do anything for you? Like I said, uh, I already went on my Roman Reigns rant. Like, like, I, I didn't, I didn't like necessarily hate it, but it didn't. I don't know. I mean, mean, Lesnar was great. Yeah, Boombox Brock. Boombox Brock. Boombox Brock. Uh, Make that a shirt. um, uh, 
Oh man, who just got dropped? Uh, but uh, uh, Seinan, she is the announcer for um, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, she became the Iron Iron Man DDT Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Champion. I don't know if this was recently or not, but somebody was that in New York. It says uh, WWE's introduction to the 21st title gives me an excuse to post Seiyunan becoming the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Champion, and then immediately picking up the mic and announcing herself as the champion since she's the ring announcer for Tokyo Joshi Pro. <laughs> um, and then, unfortunately, yeah, this must have been late, earlier. It says, unfortunately, your boss can also take your clipboard and subsequently the title. So her boss, uh, as she's sitting in at the end of the, the like, by the ring bell, her boss takes her clipboard, climbs on top of a um, like music case, like a, a mm-hmm. equipment case, and jumps off of it and claps her over the head with the clipboard, and she gets knocked out, and then he pins her for the title and becomes the champion. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> it could be fun, but DDT does it way better. Oh, man. I, I mean, the hell, Crash part. Holly did it way better. <laughs> but hey, it's early. It's only been 24 hours, so. Uh, run, truth, run. That's all I got to say. I mean, but but besides that, I mean, there were the rumors beforehand, you know, it was going to be the hardcore title. Uh, even the rumor of the Legends Championship kind of coming back, uh, you know, a la TNA, which fully held, Lashley held, I'm sure Booker T held countless times, you know, and they were saying, well, this will be the way to make, you know, uh, Goldberg and Undertaker mean something. A, I don't think it needs a championship like a legend title to kind of, you know, incorporate that. Um, but, you know, and then again, you know, 24-7 kind of came a little later, like an hour or two before the show started. So um, 24-7, that's just, I don't know. Think of a cooler it, name. It, it, dude, it, it, it's so cringe. <laughs> like, fully even knew it, like you said. Yeah. And, then, and then, like... Not only were people like booing, but there was people laughing. Like mm-hmm. it's not good when people are laughing. Now I'll tell you what: if there's one guy that's gonna make me slightly entertained with this, it's it's truth because he's truth, yeah. so funny. God, I'm looking. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, I like the Good Ray. Brothers fighting over it though. That was pretty. Yeah, funny. I was like, "Well, Carl Anderson touched it. Isn't he champion?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you had to do. Um, Bully Raid tweeted using only a GIF. How do you feel about the twenty four seven championship? Uh, Tony Schiavone tweeted the the GIF of him closing the door in that old Halloween Havoc promo. <laughs> so funny. I've realized too oh, for like the last twenty minutes, even though I'm using my laptop and not my computer, I've been leaning into my microphone, which is not even hooked up to what I'm talking to you on. Oh, man. I'm glad nobody's been able to watch this. Uh, speaking of watching, I think I got my computer set up, so I'm going to try to get that Twitch thing going soon here so we can get that going. Twitch? Um, oh, man, I was twitching after uh, after this ride. I mean, Lesnar, you know, kind of coming uh, down. Great to see Paul Heyman. And, you know, it's teasing who he's going to cash in on. Um, which kudos to Kofi Kingston, you know, kind of saying, Hey, I will take you on. I will climb that mountain. Um, like I said, it's good to see Lesnar having a good time. The tag match with the Usos and a revival was, I, I thought pretty damn good. Uh, Ricochet and Cesaro. My only beef is why are you going to have a commercial for secret life of pets too during the middle of the match? 
Yeah. Yeah. My, Two commercial well, breaks they had. Buddy was over helping with the computer. And um, he's like, how come all they do is talk about the secret life of pets on yeah. this wrestling show? And I was like, dude, I, I don't know. They got that Saudi money, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's the third hour. So can that title only be contested in the third hour now? Or is it legit 24-7? I just told you, supposedly it's it's gonna have something to do with um, social media now too. So, I'm so guessing NXT, they're gonna post- NXT UK. Can women win it? A la DDT. I don't know. From what I saw, then then well, I don't know why Carmella didn't beat Truth because she spent all show dressing him up in like a a tube top and a wig and glasses and trying to hide him. <laughs> so he doesn't. That would be fun. Um, but like. How long till we see uh, Grand Metalik defeat Chad Gable for the 24-7 title on a Instagram video? Like, that's what's going to happen with Clay. And that's the thing, too, is it's going to be lack of wrestling. Like, to be honest, Robert Root should not have been pit after, you know, his hand hitting that that car, uh, you know, trunk or the hood, wherever he got hit. Like, I'm sorry, that's not three pin. My head has been hit on a car numerous times, and I was fine. So it, it's just it's going to be ridiculous on that end. You can't utilize a huge amount of weapons. When are we going to see a forklift being used to you know hold down the champion? You know when Braun Strowman you know wins it or Lashley or whoever big man is going to win it. It's I don't know. My fear is just again the lack of wrestling. I get the comedic you know element to it. Again the show. Media, you know, if they use utilize that right, that will be fun. But there's not going to be matches for this title. And then I say, what's the point? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. It is what it is. But like, you know what I mean? Like, why, why do, why do they need this title? It's, it's, what did Landstorm say? There's 11 championships with 14 wrestlers holding them. God. Well, you have what? You remember there was only three? I and then I thought, and I thought the European title was too much when they brought that in. I was like, oh, okay. So there's there's four men and women heavyweights. I see U.S. There's three different tag titles. There's the the 205 Live, and then the, the Cruiserweight, then there's now this. Yeah, there's 11 championships. I don't want to hear anybody say that New Japan has too many championships. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, I don't know. People are, might. But there's I, the U.S., there's the IWGP, the Intercontinental, the Junior, the Tag, and the Tag Junior. That's only six. No, they have more. They have, I think there's eight. Oh, the six-man. That's and seven. Never. Oh, yeah. Hey, still less. <laughs> hey, uh, Ray, uh, God, I'm looking at a picture. Uh, SCU versus Stronghearts. Shiva Siak and Lindemann. Oh, I can't wait for this freaking match. Um, you know what? We'll, we'll save it till next time because we're we're over. This has been WWE related. I don't want to. I don't want to jump into a whole new topic that may may keep going. So. Um, what are we doing next time? Um, Dragon Gate or Dragon Gate? Um, sorry, New Japan. See, Japanese is on my mind. 
Yeah, so we got some super juniors. We got to finish up the Progress Super Super Sixteen, um, and then uh, this, the new All Japan show. I'm going to check that out too. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have our pre-double or nothing, and then uh, I will be live in studio, hopefully on Twitch. Uh, man, I got to get to the gym. Um, and and we'll have a pre and post double or nothing all elite wrestling. Uh, did you have a chance to see Pac and Hingaman Adam Page in Nottingham, England? I didn't. I need to. Um, I'm going to check. What I'm probably going to do tonight is watch that and then go through progress. I got to get up at 8 tomorrow. So I got to get uh, up kind of early. So um, I'm going to try to watch, get through more of that progress. And um, yeah, you weren't kidding. That's a four-hour show. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. So I love, I love that eight-man, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, we, we got some progress. We, we might have like four more shows within the next five days, ladies and germs. So, um, but it's wrestling. It's good wrestling. Um, money in the bank as a whole, I, I'd say, you know, skip it, you know, minus, uh, minus three matches, watch, you know, the two ladders and, you know, I'd say four, you know, both championships, but if I had to pick and choose out of the, uh, out of the two, I would say definitely go universal championship. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. And you know, if you got time, go ahead and watch Kofi. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. All like, the matches were maybe twenty minutes or under. I think the men's might have been the longest, if not the universal title. But everything was pretty much smooth. Well, I wouldn't say smooth, but yet it was still three and a half hours, which I don't get. <laughs> By the way, uh, somebody tweeted a picture of Nick Gage or Squirtle dressed as Nick Gage. So it's what? Squirtle with an MDK basketball sh- jersey, uh, camel shorts, a red bandana over his mouth and on his head. And Nick Gage said, what is this shit supposed to be? You guys are effed up. Is that an alien? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's directly from uh, Nick Gage. Um, and uh, damn, he had a, I don't, I didn't, there was a, there was another one after it and I lost it. I was, that was going to be my, my sayonara. Cause I thought it was really funny. Um, damn it. I think I lost it. What well, was there? Oh, here it was. What is Squirtle? That shit just doesn't sound right. Any man who knows what that is or that plays with some po- Pokemon card has problems. Let's be real. So that's what Nick Gage thinks about. So you guys know. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, go see John Wick 3 Because it's awesome um, Yeah, definitely watch Pac Adam Page uh, Just due to the fact that It was a solid match Good match Check that out, I'm excited We'll be back, we got a bunch of good wrestling to watch uh, DDT 2 finished up their tournament So Just when we thought it ends, it never ends Wrestling is a life <laughs> right, That's an awkward ending But I'll give a damn We'll catch you guys later Have a good one, thanks for listening